You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Pirelli Scorpion Weather Active. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even, checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. The Volume. This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. What is up, Straight Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre. Straight Fire for Monday, November 6th. I should start the podcast with a happy college basketball season. You guys know I love college hoops. The season begins tonight. And let's go to football. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I'm a huge hoops fan, obviously. Played some hoops over the weekend, um, but the NFL on Sunday was as chaotic and dramatic, thrilling as it's been in a while. Just so many good games, and um, I don't know, we have a lot to choose from. We Also, we have Jets-Chargers tonight, should be a good game to cap uh, uh, an exciting week nine. But uh, ladies and gentlemen, I gotta say... Dallas Cowboys, they nearly did it. They almost did the unthinkable and took down the Eagles, but then they turned into the Dallas Cowboys of old, and the Philadelphia Eagles survive, and they did survive 28-23, a game I thought, and a lot of other people did too, that Dak was going to finally get over the hurdle. We know he has not been able to win the big game the last couple seasons, especially in the postseason earlier this year, the big, massive landmark game against San Fran. They want revenge for the last two playoff losses. And they get smacked back to the boondocks, 42-10 to 10 against San Francisco. And um, listen, this was not that. Um, this Eagles team is not as dominant as it was last year. And Dallas matches up pretty well with them. Folks, the Dallas Cowboys were inches, and I do mean inches, away from taking down the Eagles. Case in point, fourth quarter, the Dallas Cowboys, a fourth and goal, and the, the 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 number two tight end is a Schoonmaker, uh, Schoonhauer, whatever his name is, catches the pass. It looks to be a touchdown, but upon further review, his knees were down as he catches it, and the ball is not in the end zone. So it's down at the one-inch line. Dallas gets zero points inside the five-yard line. Also in the fourth quarter, Dallas driving into uh, into Philadelphia territory. They're at the Philly 29-yard line. 
they go for it, and they come up short. And then at the end of the game, Dallas driving again inside the Philly 30, and C.D. Lamb is tackled around the five-yard line on ball game, and that's all she wrote. The Cowboys inches, literally inches short. The the the, the tight end um, getting, getting tackled at the one-inch line. And then I forgot to add, Dak Prescott had a two-point conversion after a touchdown in the fourth quarter. And he looked to dive in. He looked like he got it. I, I was like on my, my, I think somebody was at my door and the dog was barking. So I'm like getting ready to go to the door, but I don't want to pause the TV. I want to just like let it play out. And Dak's going around the end and he dives in. I'm like, oh, wow, he got it. We got a game, three-point game. Dallas can tie it up with a field goal. I get back from the door. I think it was a pizza delivery guy. You know, Sunday's uh, got to feed, got to feed, got to eat. Got to eat right with uh, breadsticks, cheese sticks, chicken wings, you know, all the unhealthy stuff. Hey, Sunday's cheat day, but it's a, it's a work day. And I get back, and I look at the screen, and they show the replay, and Dak's foot stepped out at about the three-yard line. The dive was fine, but he stepped out. So, again, inches out of bounds. And then I'll add another one. Philadelphia just trying to run out the clock. DeAndre Swift, are you kidding me? Literally runs into uh, A.J. Brown, fumbles. The ball's right there. Dallas would have picked up in great field position. And and Michael Parsons, who was in the vicinity, could not get to it. Uh, Like a a guy starting at guard, I think, recovers it. Just an unbelievably close, really, really good game. It doesn't seem like a lot separates these teams, but I think the overreaction today is going to be, you know, the Miami Dolphins cannot win these big games, and neither can the Dallas Cowboys. Those are the two teams that can't get the job done when it matters most in the big spots, and this is what Dallas does, and it'll happen in the playoffs, and it happened now. Um, it happened against San Francisco. Dallas now two and a half games back of the Eagles, the 8-1 and one Eagles. Um, I mean, folks, how bad did Philly try to give this game away? So even when Dallas got the ball back with like, what uh final drive they had to go like 86 yards right and that's i mean it seemed like a long shot the eagles had 56 yards in penalties a dumb late hit by hassan reddick on 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 dak and then a big pi that gave him 35 yards on like the first play i mean michael gallup can't catch a cold but sure yeah let me let me pass and interfere him um in a very obvious spot like the eagles tried really hard to give that game away um they did have an injury to goddard that did not look great he was favoring his arm Listen, I I don't want to crap on McCarthy, too. I know I saw Kevin Clark put out a tweet that, you know, very uncharacteristic of Mike McCarthy to blow a close game. Dallas, in these these close game situations, games that matter. I'm not talking about, like, bad teams. And and even that Chargers game. You know, Chargers are a middling team, okay? I'm talking about the elites, the, the defending NFC champ Eagles. Like, you, you got to win that if you're Dallas. You need that. You just wonder mentally if these guys are going to be like, you know what, that, just, we just can't beat the best teams. I, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Um, I did see the stat that nobody has repeated at, as an NFC East champ in 19 years. The Eagles are striving to do that. That being said, it's not over. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not declaring the division Phillies. Folks, they have a bye this week. They will need to get healthy. And then coming out of the bye, as tough of a five-game stretch as there is in the league this year, KC, Buffalo, San Fran, Dallas, Seattle. That is KC, arguably number one team in the AFC. Buffalo sliding a little, but still ever dangerous with that offense. 
San Francisco, elite team, probably by the time this matchup happens in four weeks, we'll be at full strength, healthy everywhere. Dallas, I mean, we just saw them play the Eagles to the to the final horn. And then Seattle, which um, we'll get to their butt kicking against the Ravens. They did not look great, but they're still a good football team. It's like, you know, Geno Smith, the big question. So that Eagles schedule gets tough. Dallas's schedule is fairly easy the next few weeks. So this is not over by any stretch of the imagination, but I need to see Dallas stop a great team, a power team like San Francisco who's going to run it down your throat, and a team like the Eagles who had three touchdown drives yesterday of 11-plus plays. Like, they will just grind you to dust. And how about the... um the brotherly shove on the first drive. And then after the uh, Dallas uh, tight end was tackled at the one inch line, they open with the brotherly shove. And Mike, I saw the video of Micah uh, Parsons like jumped on top to try to get a stop. And he essentially was crowd surfing. He just got pushed back like four yards. It was like riding the wave. It was kind of funny, but an impressive showing uh, from the Eagles to hold on. And I'll just say, I, I was pretty impressed with Dallas. I think, Man, it stinks about losing digs, but this is a really dangerous uh, Dallas team. If, 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 big if, they can get over the hump in the massive game. Um, another team in a big spot is, is the Buffalo Bills, who were kind of fading, and they had Sunday night football against the uh, Cincinnati Bengals. Bengals, of course, starting to surge. Uh, the Bengals I had in the contest, um, and I was getting nervous. I, I ran hot Sunday in the contest. On a Sunday when a lot of people did poorly in the contest, I gained some ground, went 4-1. and one. The lone loss was the um, New Orleans Saints and Dennis Allen. Man, listen, folks. Uh, I, I, I'm going to talk about the Bengals, but I just a quick word. And this is the frustrating part about gambling. Had a good day. Uh, the teaser didn't get home thanks to Carolina and Bryce Young. We'll talk about him later. Um, I did get lucky with the under on um, Raiders and Giants. It landed 36. I had 37. Like, things were good. Not not great. Good. Um, and, and then you got the Saints. And I'm just telling you, folks, I look at that Saints-Bears game, and I'm sure everybody's going to see things differently. But I would have had my second 5-0 and of the season if all Dennis Allen had was a clue. I cannot believe the ineptitude and silliness he did with the play calling in the fourth quarter when T-Bag, a.k.a. the Bajan, secret Bajan man, just kept doing really insanely stupid things. So the Bears were awesome in the first half. I think there was probably a, a Saints got their asses chewed out at halftime and their defense locked down. Final eight minutes of the game, okay? Bears interception, deep in their own end. The Saints take over at the Chicago 19-yard line. All they need is a field goal to get to go up by 10 to cover the eight and a half. And um, Dennis Allen, the genius, tried a quick snap on fourth and one with Derek Carr doing the quarterback sneak. Just stop for a second. Derek Carr doing the quarterback sneak. You have the great Taysom Hill, who was having an awesome game, and I trust him in so many big spots. Taysom Hill. Put, bring him in. Do the one-yard carry. He's going to get it. Derek Hill denied. Uh, Derek Carr denied zero yard, zero uh, points. Bears, another interception. Yeah, Bajan started to fade fast. Justin Fields, certainly. I mean, I would expect him to start Thursday night. Um, Bear, uh, Saints go three and out. Of course. Bears, three and out. Saints, uh, easy drive. Field goal. All you have to do is hit this field goal. 47-yarder. 
<laughs> the kick is up. I can see it hooking. I can see it hooking. It didn't miss. It hit the upright and bounced out. A doink goes against me. Finally, Bears, one more chance. Oh, all they got to do is go the length of the field, tie it up. And, and Bajan fumble. <laughs> Saints take over at the Bears 18. I'm looking at the clock. I'm like, 2.05 left. Okay. Um, they'll kick the field goal, right? They cannot just take the knee the rest of the game. This is when Dennis Allen gets aggressive. Well, we, we don't want to kick. Too many things can go wrong. Let's just get the first down. And they get the first down. No points. So they had, just to remind you, three trips into Chicago territory in the final eight minutes and totaled zero points. All I needed was a field goal for a 5-0. and Anyways, you don't care about that. I just needed to get it off my chest because those are the ones that hurt, man. Who cares that I hit the Browns, the layup? And then I switched at the last minute, um, you know, to go Ravens. Like, who cares about that? I missed, and that frustrates me. Uh, but I do want to quickly say, uh, Cincinnati Bengals, as everybody expected, look to be peaking. I'll just say this, though. This is the second time in three weeks that the Cincinnati Bengals have jumped out to an early lead, looked awesome in the first half, and then offensively done nothing in the second half, and they had to hold on to victory. The last time was against the Seattle Seahawks. And uh, I like the Seahawks in that one. And they had multiple chances, multiple. And Geno Smith vomited all over himself. Buffalo kept getting chance after chance against the Bengals. And, I mean, I'm a little surprised by it, but Josh Allen had an interception. Dalton Kincaid had a red zone fumble. It was just one of those wacky, weird... The Bengals don't look unbelievable. They just... They're they're getting it done. The Bills in the fourth... The Kincaid fumble was brutal. I had him in fantasy. It was just, it was just a tough one, you know? Um... He, he went airborne, and it was just a great punch out inside the red zone. Bengals hang on. They come down and get the field goal, um, and, and they win and cover. Cincinnati did not—they looked great in the first half. Buffalo, I saw this stat. Buffalo had the ball for 8 minutes and 54 seconds in the first half, just 122 yards, because their defense can't get stops. Uh, I mean, Joe Mixon had a solid game in the first half, did really nothing in the second half. It came out of opening drive. It was good. Uh, Burrow, 348 yards passing, two touchdowns. It was T. Higgins night, which uh, did not help my Jamar Chase uh, fantasy numbers. But I'm looking at the the Bengals receivers. They had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight guys caught passes. Seven caught three or more. Like he's spreading it around, uh, whether it's Tanner Hudson, Drew Sample caught a touchdown, Irv Smith Jr. caught a touchdown. They got options. This this is an interesting team. Um, I, I don't know what to make of the Buffalo Bills, who are now five and four. Um, they have lost to the Jets. They have lost to the Patriots. They have lost to Jacksonville, and they lost to Cincinnati. Three of those four teams will be in the playoffs. Their wins. This is is Buffalo good or not, folks? Their wins are against Vegas in week two, Washington, week three. Miami, that's a good win. The Giants, bleh, and Tampa Bay. Next up, Denver should be a win. Probably will smash them. And then it's Jets, Eagles, Chiefs, Cowboys, Chargers. There is a world where the Buffalo Bills miss the playoffs. And I know people don't want to hear that, but you look at that schedule. You look at how Buffalo's offense has really struggled since that Miami game. Again, early in the season, they're cooking with gas. 38 on the Raiders, 37 on Washington. There were a couple defensive touchdowns in there. 48 against Miami. 
since that London trip, 20 against Jacks, 14 against the Giants, 25 against the Patriots, 24 against the uh, Bucks, and 18 against the Bengals. They're just not the offensive machine they were two months ago. Is that on Josh Allen? I, I, I don't know. But bottom line, the Buffalo Bills right now do not look great. The Bengals do look very good. I'm not going to give them the great label yet. We could talk um, more about the overall league, but I want to go through some more games on Sunday. Winter's coming here in L.A. That means more rain. For others, a wintry combination of sleet, slush, snow, and ice. Whatever winter means to you, Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. All-season tires. All-weather tires. Dedicated winter tires. Go to TireRack.com. Use the Tire Decision Guide to get personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from a full line of Pirelli tires. Ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. You'll get free road hazard protection for a couple of years. Mobile tire installations available all over the country. Have you heard about this? They bring new tires to your home or work. Install them on site. Game changer. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. See their Pirelli test results and special offers. They've been at this for over 40 years. Trust me, they're experts. TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com the way tire buying should be. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Football is back. No more preseason games. The regular season is here. While we all love watching our favorite teams on television, there is nothing better than being at a game live and in person. And the best way to get tickets to any of these games is on GameTime, the fastest-growing ticketing app in the U.S. For last-minute amazing deals on tickets to see your favorite football teams this September, download GameTime. And it's not just football. GameTime has tickets to baseball games, concerts, and comedy shows across the country. Download the GameTime app and redeem code JMAC for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, download the GameTime app and enter code JMAC. That's J-M-A-C for $20 off. No matter where you live, get out and have some fun this week. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets. Lowest price. Guaranteed. All right, let's go to Germany. Chiefs 21, Dolphins 14. We pretty much pegged this game, although everybody and their mom thought it was going to be high scoring. 
Miami was shut out. Are you ready for this? For the first 40 minutes. They were the highest scoring offense in the first half in the NFL, and they were blanked. Okay, that's the kind of clinic Kansas City put on Miami in the first half. Amazing defensive calling from Spagnolo. He mixed it up on Tua, and Tua really didn't know where things were coming from. Second half, they turned it around. Um, uh, listen, here's my thing about the Chiefs. They have not really hit their stride yet. You know, they look dominant early. That opening drive, boom, come out 7 nothing. Then they play with their food a little bit. Um, they get the defensive touchdown, which was a tremendous play by McDuffie to strip it, then the lateral. You know, and they're up 21 nothing at halftime. It's so weird. I texted a buddy. When my team that I bet on is ahead, I always feel like, damn it, the opponent's going to come back. But when my team that I uh, bet on as a dog, I feel like, man, they're never going to come back. They're never going to. It's just a weird vibe that I get. And I just knew Kansas City, they, they – <sighs> It's weird to say this. They lack a knockout punch, right? It, they can't put teams to sleep with a. They can't choke anybody out. <coughs> I'm not talking about like the Chicago Bears when they uh, smother them. Like, yes, they were able to pull away a little bit from the Chargers. I don't know the Chargers. Are they even a playoff team? I don't know. We'll find out how good they are tonight against the Jets. Um, but like Kansas City's defense can really slow teams down, but their offense is just. It's just not there. I mean, Miami kind of removed Travis Kelsey from the game, three catches, 14 yards, and and Mahomes just said, okay, I'll I'll find seven different receivers or whatever it is. I mean, they had five different guys catch passes on the opening drive, and they scored a touchdown, yet they ended with just 267 yards of offense, 4.8 yards of play. A Mahomes fumble let Miami back in the game. Um, you had the really, really dumb penalty against Chris Jones. Unbelievably stupid. Um it was just a weird game, but my overall takeaways, number one, yes, the Chiefs are probably the best team in the league, but unlike years past, they don't scare me with their offense. It, does that make any sense? Like, usually it's like, oh, Mahomes and Andy Reid, they're just going to dial up stuff. Like, I don't know. I, I don't, like, early on, you're like, okay, the receivers are young. They'll get it. They haven't played a lot. The kid Rice and uh, Sky Moore and, uh, you know, they'll figure it out. And here we are halfway through the season and they really haven't figured it out. They're just not dominant offensively. Even Pacheco kind of was slowed down. Um, and, you know, you, you bet on Mahomes, you're usually good, especially in a, in a spot where he's under a, a field goal favorite. Um, now a quick word on the Miami Dolphins, who I know everybody really, really hates and thinks, oh, they're total frauds. All people are sending me all game. Oh, these guys aren't real contenders. Come on, Miami can't do anything. <coughs> Miami, excuse me, Miami isn't beating anybody with a winning record. These are all facts. Okay? Miami has faced three teams that came in with a winning record. They got killed by Buffalo back when Buffalo was at full strength and really, really good. And then they went and faced the Eagles, and they pretty much, they didn't get totally blown out by the Eagles, but they got bullied and, and couldn't handle it. Um, both those, I should add, were on the road. This was a neutral site game, and wouldn't you know it, you know, Miami is live here at the end of the game to have a chance to to tie it up or who knows McDaniel's so crazy maybe win the damn thing and then of course the snap from their starting center it wasn't Eichenberg it was it was Connor Williams who had a snap just awry of Tua and he could not wrangle the ball uh, he has to fall on it now a couple plays before that it looks like a I don't know if it was a miscommunication with Waddle or what but Waddle had his guy beat but the pass was as if it was like super short or maybe Tua lost it I couldn't really tell um he had Tua had one completion over 15 yards in the game, and it was the touchdown. 
everything else kind of in the middle and short. Uh, a lot of stuff at or behind the line of scrimmage. Tyreek Hill had a rough drop. He had the fumble. Not a great game from him. But overall, you know, I still, still think Miami's one of the better teams in the league. If they're facing, you know, two-thirds of the league, they should wipe the floor with them. It's just when they have to go to that upper crust game uh, and that uh, and that opponent with a, that's a top-tier team that is tough on defense, as the Bills were when they played, as the Eagles were when they played, and as the Chiefs were Sunday, like, yeah, it's going to be a massive chore. So now Miami has the bye week after Germany. They face, wouldn't you know it, Las Vegas, not great. New York Jets, we'll see. It'll be in New York, could be bad weather. Washington, Tennessee Jets. Folks, you can hate on um, this this team all you want uh, and think they're frauds. One, two, three, four, five. Their next five games, they're going to be favored in all of them. Yes, they will be favored against my Jets on the road. And let's just give them four wins. I, I mean, who's beating them? I don't know if Tannehill's back. Will Levis ain't beating them. Sam Howell, who had a hell of a game. Um, I don't know if we'll touch on it, but uh, I, I'm not worried about Washington and Vegas. Come on. Come on now. So Miami's going to be 10-4 and four, probably heading into their home stretch at the end, which is brutal. Dallas, Baltimore, Buffalo, and they could end up 10-7. and seven. I don't. We'll see. A lot of football left to be played, but overall, um, Chiefs did not look overwhelming. Um, and Miami still has yet to prove they can, you know— uh, fight in the top tier among best teams in the league. Now, here's a team that does have a knockout punch, the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, folks, you'll remember early in the week, la- this past week, I, I said, I, you got to go Seattle. This is you know, Who's buying Baltimore at the top of the market? And I was against Seattle. I wasn't feeling Seattle. And then by the end of the week, I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Gino, I'm, I'm really back in Geno Smith on the road? And I had some interesting numbers from the last time um, Seattle went east to play Cincinnati and a lot of numbers lined up, and they were right there. And guess what? Geno Smith failed them. He was a colossal disaster when it mattered, and they uh, blew the cover. Lost, I think, by I think they were three point dogs, and they lost like seventeen, thirteen, or so, whatever the number was. They they didn't cover by one. Um, and so ultimately, I it was a late change, and I went Ravens in the contest. And now the Ravens have faced in the last three weeks two NFC division leaders. Detroit smashed them 38-6. And now Seattle, which was leading the NFC West. I bet you didn't know that. Yes, they were ahead of San Fran. And they smashed them 37-3. to Okay? <laughs> this Baltimore team is... It, it, that's the kind of thing I'm looking for. You know, we know Dallas, when they punch down and wait, they're going to they're gonna beat up on some people. We get that. I want to see Dallas and Miami do what Baltimore did to a good team. That is how you get sold. Like... You watch Baltimore, four sacks, forced two turnovers. They had 515 yards of offense. They held Seattle, which has a slew of good receivers, a good running back. They held them to 151 yards. Seattle had six first downs in the game. Like, that's a drive for some teams. Like, this was, it was one of those games where you walk away, and again, I like Seattle a lot. You walk away from this like, holy cow, what is Geno Smith's future? He's what's holding the back, and again, what is it, the quote, water finds its level. Geno Smith was way above the rim last year. He was outstanding, the greatest season of his career. And all anybody wanted to know in the offseason, was that an outlier or is that the new Geno Smith? Well, you know, you've got ample history on your side that a season, a one-off for a guy who was a non-factor for what, the first seven years of his career. Like he was anywhere he was, he didn't do anything. And all of a sudden, he has one awesome year. 
you're telling me that he's going to continue that? And the answer is very, very clearly no. Um, Geno Smith has six interceptions in his last four games. And at this point, you wonder if you can trust him in a big spot against a good team. Uh, Detroit is solid. They're they're upper crust team, but you know Gino Gino delivered there. We're talking against Dallas, San Fran, Eagles. Do you trust Gino Smith to get the win? So I I don't. Um, and they they got destroyed thirty seven to three. Baltimore really looking like a bit of a juggernaut. Now here's where it gets interesting for the Ravens. They have they had some impressive wins over NFC teams. It should be noted. Lamar Smith, hold on. Uh, sorry, not Lamar Smith. Lamar Jackson. Let me get the exact number because I uh, I wrote it down here. Lamar Jackson is now eighteen and one in his career against the NFC. Essentially, you know how this works. Teams that don't see him multiple times a year are kind of in shock about what he can bring to the table. Here's the weird thing: this wasn't a Lamar game. I started him in fantasy. He had like eleven points. He didn't really do anything. Lamar was not outstanding. This was the run game, and that's what it gets real scary with Seattle, folks. You're telling me someone named Keaton Mitchell can carry nine times for 138 yards? I mean, he had a 60-yard carry, 40-yard carry. They rushed for almost 300 yards against a darn good Seattle team. The Seattle defense is good. So Lamar Jackson, 187 yards passing, 10 carries, 60 yards, shrug. He did have another fumble. Uh, I think he has nine fumbles on the season. He had actually two fumbles, lost one, and uh, the other one was fine. But... It's scary. You can win 37-3 when your quarterback, who was an MVP candidate coming into the game, does nothing. Like 21 of 26 is not nothing, but 187 yards? And you're smashing a team? Like, that's a little bit scary. But, again, this is what's interesting about Baltimore. They step out of conference, and they whack a couple of good teams. They now host Cleveland in the rematch, and they won't face DTR this time. It'll be Deshaun Watson. Um they face Cleveland next week. That will be a great game. Should be. Then they face Cincinnati. Then they face the Chargers. So three, a real three-game stretch where it's like, is Baltimore like Super Bowl worthy? I think they look at uh, something still feels off. Like I, I want to see what they do against a really good defense. And I know you'll say, Jay, come on. They already, already destroyed Cleveland 28-3. Come on. That was DTR. That was earlier in the season. Let's just see how this game against Cleveland goes. Cleveland's defense, by the way, continues to play at an obscene level. Um, I know it was Clayton Looney Tune that they shut down, but let's be realistic. It will not be as easy this time around for Baltimore. Then Baltimore has Cincinnati. Can we call them surging Cincinnati in a rematch? Baltimore handily won the first one. And folks, I hadn't really thought about this, but you know, of all the teams in the AFC, we got Baltimore, Miami, KC, Cincinnati. Like, is Baltimore getting the number one seed? I, I don't know. We'll see. They're, they're, they're right now just a, they look like a machine. And I got to give a shout out to their defensive coordinator, McDonald. Boy, this guy's he has been lights out for the Ravens. Uh, I also listen. Rob G doesn't like when I bounce around the league too much. I just feel like I need to uh, a couple other topics before we get to best bet. So for number one, I have to I have to say something about what I thought was one of the most impressive performances that I can recall in the last few years. And that's what Josh Dobbs did for the Minnesota Vikings. And I know you guys probably don't care about Josh Dobbs. The Vikings, you know, they got the win. They're not a playoff team. Kirk Cousins out for the season. No Justin Jefferson, blah, 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 blah. So 
Josh Dobbs was traded to Minnesota this week. Okay? He was traded there this week. According to reports from everything I read, he basically was the backup quarterback on Thursday at practice. That's it. Backup. Did not take any first-team snaps. Took a grand total of zero snaps from the Vikings starting center, Garrett Bradbury. Took none. He just arrived with the team. He just was traded there. He, he's been playing around the league. This is his. This is the third team Josh Dobbs will have played for in this, this calendar year, 2023. Remember, he, the playoff game, essentially the playoff game in Week 18 for Tennessee against Jacksonville, where he showed well and nearly won it. They ended up losing um, to Jacksonville. Then there was, the, he gets traded to Arizona, and he starts with them. And you know, I, I don't care that he went 1-7. They don't have a lot of talent on that team, okay? They end up going 1-7, and seven, but he had the awesome win over Dallas as a huge underdog. So then he gets traded to Minnesota, okay? It, it reminded me of, you know, I was trying to think of an analogy. I don't know if this totally applies because it's not fully thought through. So you guys know, obviously, I have a men's basketball team we always love to talk about. So my buddy had a friend that he had played with, um, and he joined our team like last year. He's a really good basketball player. I mean, he played D3. He's a wing um, he's just awesome player. He's younger. He's probably like 33, but he's really freaking good. And one day in one of our basketball games, like there was like a loose ball and then the ref blew the whistle. So it was like kind of everything. Everybody stopped. And I see this guy, uh, his name is Ryan. He uses his foot to like pull the soccer ball up, like a pullback and flips it up and then brings his foot around like a soccer move. Anybody who's played soccer knows what I'm talking about. And I was like, holy shit, Ryan, you play soccer? He's like, yeah, yeah, I played a lot growing up, but I gave it up to play basketball. I was like, interesting. Um, and I could just see from that one moment, I know he can play soccer. So my, you know, the wheels are turning on my head. I play on a men's soccer team. I hit up our guys. Hey, I, I know this guy. I haven't seen him play soccer. He's good for our team. Just trust me on this. It's, it's like you throw someone, you know that they can swim and then you throw them in the deep end and then they're like, oh yeah, you know, I did some Navy SEALs training. So if you want to tie a cement brick to my foot and put me in a straight jacket, I could probably figure it out. You know, no big deal. That's what I think of when Josh Dobbs enters the game for Minnesota, okay? He goes in, safety. Like, oh man, this guy, look, he definitely looks shook. There's no chance. Minnesota's in deep trouble. The, the starter hall got knocked out. So, um... Then, on like the next series, Dobbs is scrambling for his life. Left tackle's out for Minnesota. Dobbs is scrambling for his life, and he fumbles. And the Falcons run it back to the one-yard line. And I, you can look it up online. I put it out there. I was like, oh, wow. This is about to get away from the Vikings. Falcons touchdown here probably ices it. I mean, Dobbs arrived at the facility this week. Now, we know, as we talked about last week, Josh Dobbs literally, and I had to look this up, the Minnesota Star Tribune, called him a rocket scientist because he majored in aerospace engineering at Tennessee. Got a 4.0. Uh, famously, he uh, spent a month at NASA's Kennedy Space Center as an intern. We talked about all this, right? He was a good quarterback at Tennessee with the Vols, made a bunch of big plays in bowl games, undefeated in bowl games. Smart is the key word here, okay? The Falcons, of course, because Arthur Smith is a buffoon, and I'm not going to go in on him, but... It's pretty clear. I, I think I've subtly hinted at this before. And this is not a shot to any of our listeners who are born wealthy. But 
Arthur Smith was born on third base, literally. I mean, his father is the founder of FedEx. Who, you know, that guy's worth like $50 billion, okay? So Arthur Smith answers to nobody. He knows everything. He's always right. You know, that kind of guy. And that's not a shot. I know we have a, a high net worth income listener base. I'm not taking shots at anybody. But but Arthur Smith coaches like he was born on third base. So he doesn't answer to anyone. Well, except when you get that ball after the Dobbs fumble, it's, uh, what is it, fourth? Yeah, it's for, first and goal from the one. And I, and I had to write down the series of plays here, okay? Just to put to go up 15-3, okay? Because it was 8-3 after the safety. Um, They go false start, and then they get it back at first and goal from the six. They get they quickly get the five yards back. Second and goal from the one, Arthur Smith calls an end around to tight end Janu Smith. End around from the one. You just drafted B. John Robinson in the top 10. Uh, no gain for Janu Smith. Then they go to Tyler Algier, their thumper. Minus four yards. B. John Robinson not on the field. And they settle for a field goal. 25-yarder from Young Way Koo. Because, you know, when you take over at the first and goal at the one, it's cool to settle for like a 23-yard, 25-yard field goal. And at that right there, I was like, man, that's how you lose games. Well, what do you think happened on the very next series? Smart guy Josh Dobbs delivers. Converts three huge thirds downs, including one with his legs. And it gets that touchdown, and boom, it's game on. And Josh Dobbs ends up coming back for the victory. One of those performances that you're like, this guy's amazing. And I, it's it's incredible. Like, he he just showed up, doesn't know all of his teammates' names. There's a uh, there's a report, and it's not really a report, I guess, whatever these, these reporters are hearing, that Josh Dobbs didn't fully know the playbook. So in between plays, you know, the play clock starts and they could talk to the players and the, the quarterback in the helmet. And they're essentially telling Dobbs what the plays are and what the routes are and where guys are going to be. And Dobbs, because he's smart, 4.0 grade point average, he can quickly process, and boom, he's able to deliver. And what a comeback, game-winning drive for the touchdown. Like, I'm just telling you guys, like, Josh Dobbs is an awesome story. Uh, I think he had 60 yards rushing. Just, like, that is the stuff dreams are made of, you know? Um my my, my assist, I'm the assistant coach of a girls soccer team, and you know we had, we had a, our best performance of the season. It felt like everything we worked on in practice all season, they did it. The defense listened and shut out their the leading scorer on the other team, who's a, oh, who's an all star player. She did nothing, and yeah, you know, I'm not being rude. Like she was crying at halftime because we we had totally shut her down. Like they, she was upset. Understandable. Listen, we played great defense. We knew we knew the game plan on offense. One girl had a hat trick. Like every play, every strategy we worked through all season, boom, we delivered. And it's just you you just say that and you watch everybody understand their roles and you're like, this is so awesome. This feels great. And I kind of feel the same way about this Josh Dobbs story. Honestly, it was really fun to watch that. Now. I'm the idiot who liked Atlanta. I bet Atlanta. I had Atlanta in the pick and pool. Pick and pool was awesome last week. I cashed a little bit. Uh, did not cash this week. Let's just say that. It did not go well. Uh, I think I lost some ground on the leader. That's okay. It's fine. Plenty of time left. Um, anyways, uh, Josh Dobbs, listen, you need to become a fan. I don't care that he was 1-7 in seven in Arizona. It doesn't matter. Qu- quarterback wins is that's a silly stat. We've been over this. All right, now for a positive quarterback story. Let's just do a couple minutes on C.J. Stroud. And yes, I will weave in Bryce Young. So I remember um, New Year's Eve, I'm at a friend's house. And of course, he doesn't have cable TV. So I've got to try to jerry-rig it so that I can watch uh, Georgia versus uh, who's Ohio State in, in the national conference, in the national semifinal game. And 
you know, Georgia's incredible, undefeated. The defense is impenetrable. And here we go with C.J. Stroud, who struggled against Michigan. And C.J. Stroud hadn't really faced any amazing defenses. And what does he do against awesome Georgia? He is unstoppable. And it reminded me of when Justin Herbert, who, again, he was not the best quarterback in the world at Oregon. He was running like some basic schemes. You know, the coach is very conservative, nothing aggressive. And all of a sudden you see the Rose Bowl and Justin Herbert's like winning with his legs and he's doing some stuff. Whoa, what do we have here? Like you knew he was really good, but that was when it was like, oh my gosh. And that's one of the problems, a sidebar here, with the NFL mock drafts and stuff. You've got to not judge quarterbacks on the system they were in. And this was a huge miss for me with Patrick Mahomes in college. He played uh, for like uh, Texas Tech, like arena league defenses, chuck and duck, nothing. It didn't feel like smart football. There's a reason that there's like no quarterbacks from the Big 12 have really done anything in the league because you don't have to process. It's a one-read league. There's no defense there. And I uh, I dropped the ball. I did not think, oh, Patrick Mahomes is going to be amazing. I didn't think that. Well, clearly other NFL GMs didn't. He was The, the Chiefs traded up to get him at 10. Anyways, so Stroud in that game against Georgia is lights out. He is running. He is throwing darts. Harrison is dominating the game. And then Harrison gets a concussion in the end zone, leaves the game. And Stroud's like, you know, and they still had really good talent, obviously. Um, but Stroud was unable to uh, get the dub. But it was like, whoa. And I remember, and I put it out there, Stroud's got to be the top pick. Right? You have to be. It has to be. And... Of course, then throughout the process, it's all Bryce Young's going one, Bryce Young's going one, somebody's trading up. From, and I, I don't know, I, was, I, I never was the biggest Bryce Young guy. Um, I like Stroud over Young. I didn't think either should go number one, but I thought Stroud was a better quarterback. And sometimes you end up getting sucked into narratives just as you do uh, gambling week to week. And I, I ended up thinking like, okay, you know, Houston's taking Stroud, but I don't know. Is he going to win there? They're probably going to end up taking another quarterback. Like, again, Houston had nothing. C.J. Stroud, so far this season, 14 touchdowns, one interception. In what I believe is one of the crazier stats that I saw yesterday, C.J. Stroud in eight games has 14 touchdowns. Kenny Pickett has 13 touchdown passes in 21 games. That's right. C.J. Stroud, the rookie has now more career touchdown passes than Kenny Pickett of the Steelers. And, uh, you know, listen, this is a C.J. Stroud who comes in with um, Nico Collins and, and Tank Dell, who nobody had heard of. Um, they went and got Dalton Schultz in free agency. was good. Their starting running back, Pierce, was out. They had no run game at all yesterday. I'm an idiot who picked up Singletary in fantasy, thinking, oh, Singletary will be the guy. He'll get the carries. He, like, did nothing. I mean, he had, like, 10 points, but that's that's not, <laughs> that's not winning me any games. They had no run game. Stroud trailing for most of the game. And he has, you know, really one of the great performances any rookie has had in a regular season game in NFL history. 470 yards passing. Record. Five touchdown passes. Uh, that ties the rookie record. No interceptions. Uh, three Texans had over 100 yards receiving. Dalton Schultz, Tank Dell, who I do have. He was on my bench in fantasy. And oh, by the way, how's this for the cherry on top? C.J. Stroud lost his kicker to an injury, so they had a backup running back handling kickoffs and extra points and field goals. So now it's like fourth down. Well, we go, 
we, we got to go here. We, we, we can't risk kicking. At one point, there was a penalty pushed back, so they're like, we got to kick. It was fourth and a long one. And the backup running back made a 29-yard field goal, the first running back to make a field goal in over 40 years. Um, and, and folks, if you missed the performance, Stroud looks poised, confident, slinging it back there in the pocket. Just one of those, holy cow, this dude looks like a keeper. C.J. Stroud was just balling out. And here's the weird thing now. You, you look at the standings, and again, I, I think we all agree, Jacksonville for sure is the best team in that division. But they did get housed at home by C.J. Stroud and the Texans. And I'll remember that because, you know, that was when I lost my survivor pick. Um, at 4-4, four and four, Houston is not dead, folks. They're not totally done. Can they catch Jacksonville? I don't know. Wild card seems unlikely, but C.J. Stroud gives that team confidence. I mean, he now has wins. He's beaten Jacksonville. He's beaten the Saints, who supposedly have a good defense. Uh, and he's beaten Tampa, and their other win was against Pittsburgh, which whew, that was a that was a big one. Okay, now they do will he will step up in class against the Bengals next week. Now the good news is, on the surface, it's possible the Bengals overlook. The Texans, remember, Bengals had the big game last night against the Bills, and then after that, they got the Ravens, which will be for first place in the division. So there is a world where Cincinnati maybe has a bit of a letdown against the Texans. But C.J. Stroud, they got a game against Arizona. They got Denver. um, Two games left against Tennessee. Who the hell knows who's quarterbacking Tennessee? So, no, Houston may mess around here and win eight or nine games and be a very interesting team in, in late December, which is not something anybody had on their bingo card uh, this, this NFL offseason. Now, let's dovetail from the number two pick to the number one pick, and that would be Bryce Young, who I genuinely feel bad for, guys. I don't know if that's going to be a popular sentiment or, or not, but just watching him, like— Again, contrast C.J. Stroud, 470 yards, five touchdowns. And he played in the early window. And then in the late window, it's like, oh, here's Bryce Young dinking and dunking for 35 passing yards in the first half. Here's Bryce Young. Oh, that's a pick six. And another pick six. He threw two pick sixes to Kenny Moore. And um, I did have the uh, Texans... I'm sorry, not the Texans. I had the Panthers in a teaser, and that one really stung. Um, it was to complete a 14 teaser. The other three cashed. And, of course, you know, Bryce Young, he ended up throwing three interceptions. And he, listen, I said this the whole time. He is too small to play quarterback in the NFL. I don't see the confidence in the pocket. I know that all everybody's going to talk, well, they don't have any weapons. Like, let's just stop. Like, if uh, if you if you don't have weapons, you can still succeed. I mean, hell, look at C.J. Stroud. He's slinging it. And this is the this is the sad thing. So the new offensive coordinator takes over. There's all this excitement, and they get the win last week. And then this week it doesn't look as good. But here's where it looks really bad. Once you do a deeper dive, Thomas Brown, two games and you have two touchdowns. Like that's it. Where's the dynamic? I mean, they're not really doing anything. You even watched Aiden O'Connell with the Raiders yesterday. Now I know he's got Devonte Adams out there, and he's got Josh Jacobs, which is significant talent, but like, I kind of feel bad for Bryce Young. I don't want to say he's set up to fail. And remember, we've seen star quarterback struggle before. Troy Aikman was an abomination. Peyton Manning, his first year was really horrific. 
Eli Manning was, geez, a total train wreck in New York. Like, yes, you can rebound from one season. The thing is, I, I, I'm not even seeing glimpses of it from Bryce Young. Like, nothing. It was really bad. And the worst part is, the other guy, C.J. Stroud, is crushing. And that, it's going to be tough. Like, he's going to be compared to him as long as he's still the starting quarterback. Now, they don't have a first-round pick next year. I saw Brian Burns got a concussion. They could have traded him. Like, they could have done some stuff at the deadline. The offensive line is really weak. I'll just put this out there now. I feel kind of sort of bad for Bryce Young. He's not in an enviable spot. I'm sure he could turn it around. He's got a lot of talent. But um, it's halfway through the season. It does not look good. Winter's coming here in L.A. That means more rain. For others, a wintry combination of sleet, slush, snow, and ice. Whatever winter means to you, Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. All-season tires. All-weather tires. Dedicated winter tires. Go to TireRack.com. Use the Tire Decision Guide to get personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Michelin tires. Ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. You'll get free road hazard protection for a couple of years. Mobile tire installations available all over the country. Have you heard about this? They bring new tires to your home or work. Install them on site. Game changer. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. See their Michelin test results and special offers. They've been at this for over 40 years. Trust me, they're experts. TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award winning singer songwriter and composer John Batiste the all-new Infinity QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something magical happens when the third quarter ends and the fourth quarter begins. The energy changes. The fourth quarter is where games are won, where champions are made. And in business, it's where sales teams become legends. That's why HubSpot built Sales Hub to give sales reps the deal-making tools they need to win in Q4 and close the year strong. Sales Hub's prospecting workspace organizes your schedule, goals, and to-do list in one place to save your team precious fourth quarter time. Smart sequences help sales reps close deals faster than ever. And with an easy-to-use deal management tool, reps can find, track, and close deals all in one place. Plus, AI forecasting helps you accurately predict future success, which means less hoping for deals and more crushing targets. 
put your sales team on the fast track to win Q4 with Sales Hub. Learn more at hubspot.com sales. The NFL season is going strong, and DraftKings Sportsbook is hooking new customers up with an offer that's even stronger. Bet 5 bucks on any game this week to score $200 instantly in bonus bets, and DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of a sweetener offer every game day this October. Get in on the game day greatness. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code STRAIGHTFIRE. New customers can score $200 instantly in bonus bets when you bet five on the NFL. That's code STRAIGHTFIRE only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, licensee partner Golden Nugget, Lake Charles. 21 and up, age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. The only thing better than sitting on your couch watching the game is making money while you do it. Here's your best bet. All right, let's wrap up what is a lengthy Monday NFL podcast with the best bet. Um, Jets Chargers, it was three and a half. Um, let me check what I'm seeing here. Uh, it looked like, yeah, it did come down to three in some places. It did, listen, a lot of people like the Chargers. Yeah, you could get a juiced three. Um, the Jets offensive line has a lot of questions. Looks like there could be three or four backups for the Jets. I did see one piece of news, didn't get as much coverage. Josh Palmer. The talented number, the new number two. He was the number three before Mike Williams went down. Receiver for the Chargers injured on IR. Now, I happen to watch a lot of Chargers out here. Went to the game a couple weeks ago uh, against the Bears. They don't have a lot of talent on the outside. It's essentially Keenan Allen, two rookies, and this kid from Stanford who's a fifth rounder who can't, who you know, he's a solid possession receiver. But, um, you know, he was like probably fifth or sixth on their depth chart inning in the season. And now he's probably going to be like third or fourth. Um, there's a scenario where Sauce Gardner says, you know what? Uh, I don't usually follow, but I'm going to, in this scenario, follow Keenan Allen. And we're going to just say, go ahead, beat us somewhere else. Or you say, you know what? He's just going to stay on one side of the field. We're going to say, we're gonna, you're going to have to throw it to the other side. This side is a no-fly zone. So the Jets' defense, which has rattled Hurts, it rattled Allen for four interceptions, and it, you know, slowed down Mahomes for the final two quarters, two and a half quarters. What can they do to get under the skin of Justin Herbert? Um, at the same time, I, I, you know, is Zach Wilson going to be upright long enough to do any damage? Here's the good news. Brees Hall is in line for a monster game. Uh, I haven't seen prop numbers for him rushing and receiving, but... The line, I mean, I like Kenneth Murray as a linebacker, but he's not going to do well in coverage against Brees Hall. Um, the safeties, you know, Derwin James love to be in the box. Um, I, I, I just, I don't know about this, this Chargers 
defense matching up against the Jets' weapons. Now, if Garrett Wilson on the outside should have a lot of success, the question is, can Zach Wilson make throws? Like, that's what it really comes down to. Will he have time? Um, I'll also add, it looks like no Corey Lindsley again for the Chargers. Quinnen Williams up the middle is a big one. Um, he should be able to be disruptive in the run game. I like the Jets linebackers against Eckler. It won't be popular, but I think the under uh, under in the Jets would be my play. I'll probably end up teasing it because you can. Um, yeah, you could tease the Jets up to, what, uh, nine and a half, six-point teaser, and then you tease it under 45. Like, I don't know. How are the Jets getting? A, I mean, a, a, any any big game this season, the Jets have not really been able to score. There was the Denver game, but... Come on, nobody really thinks that was that big of a game. So the Jets scored 22 against Buffalo, the, the walk-off punt return in overtime. Um, 10 against Dallas, 10 against New England, 20, 20 against KC. Um, they scored 20 against the Eagles, and <coughs> 13 against the Giants. Again, I just, I, I don't see where the Jets are scoring like into the 20s. Um you know, if, if you, you give me a 21-17 Jets win, the under under and Jets hits. I think the Jets can win this. <coughs> and folks, the, the New York Jets could wake up Tuesday morning in the mix for a wild card spot, like in the mix with a win here. It's a big one. I will be uh, watching closely and uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply.